The title of the message this morning, and I was just asking the Lord this week, Lord, what is it that I need to share this Sunday? And he just dropped this in my heart at the beginning of the week, and I've been rolling through with some different, uh, different things the Lord's been showing me, but I've settled on this message title this morning as the title is The Tagalongs and the Whatsoevers. The Tagalongs and the Whatsoevers. So write that down, and I'll explain to you what that means uh, in a little bit. You'll understand, I think, as we go on. Now, uh, let's pray. Lord, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for this time, this, this uh, time that we have here together today. Such a wonderful, good-looking congregation here today. And Father, we're here to, to be equipped today to, uh, to, to walk out of here knowing that it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. It's been, it's been good to be with the brothers and the sisters in the Lord that you've blessed us to do life together with here today. But Holy Spirit, if you're not here, if you don't linger, if you don't inhabit our praise, which you've done, but if you don't stay, if you don't remain and minister to us, then these words are going to kind of fall flat. So Holy Spirit, make these words come alive. The, the scripture that we read this morning, let it be more than just a scripture that we've heard many times before, but let it be a, a new revelation to us this morning. Holy Spirit, reveal it to us in a way we've never experienced it before. And may we walk out of here equipped, encouraged, delivered, strengthened, healed, saved. Lord, everything that you want to do here today, we give you that permission. We open up ourselves to you completely, what you would have. Keep us awake. Keep us alert. If we didn't get a good night's sleep, don't let it begin right now. Father, keep us awake here today. And we thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit caffeine to flow through our spiritual veins right now and help us to be sharp and alert during this time that we have. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said amen. amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, we've, uh, we've experienced, in, in, even it's happening in our generation, it's happening right now, wars have gone on really from the beginning of time. Uh, from as, from as, as soon as people were able to have a problem with one another, there was wars that took place, people against people, nation against nation. But the greatest war that occurs is not outside of us. It's not nation to nation or faction to faction of people. The, really, the greatest war that occurs is inside of you and me. And it's right here between our ears. It's in our minds. That war rages daily. It's the greatest war that we'll ever experience, and that's a, it's, it's a battle that rages, it's an ugly battle that rages daily, and, 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 and I want to talk this morning about our thought life. I really feel like the Lord would have us to focus on what that's all about here today, because our thought life is probably the biggest battle that many of us face. Depending on which side that wins, by the way, the results could be either life-preserving or devastating. Because those thoughts lead to words. Those thoughts lead to actions. And those actions and words will either make or break not only us, but make or break those around us. Because our actions are not done in a vacuum. Our words are not done in a vacuum. Let me just say something provocative here. I want you to write this down. Sin is pervasive. P-E-R-V-A-S-I-V-E. -E. I had to look up how to spell that. Pervasive. Sin is pervasive. We cannot escape sin. It's impacted the entire reaches of not only the universe, 
the Bible says that everything in all of creation, so as far as the universe goes, which they're still discovering, new universes, new galaxies, new stuff out there. Sin, the sin of man has impacted everything, not only out there, but it's also impacted every nook and cranny of our beings. So not only is it way out there, but it's also in every fiber of our being. So it, I'm going to also say something that might be a little eye-opening for you this morning. If you thought that by accepting Jesus as your Savior and Him washing you clean of your sins and Him making you in right relationship with God the Father made you exempt from ever sinning again or being tempted again, then you need to think again. In this life, we have to coexist and live with sin. Now, you may be saying, well, Pastor, how is that so? I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Well, if that's the case, then why, does, why, did, why, did, why did Jesus give us his Holy Spirit to be with us? Why did he give us his word? Why did he give us the avenue of prayer? Why are we even here today if none of us are ever going to be tempted with sin ever again? We're good to go, right? So let's just go. But the fact is, is that we struggle every day, don't we? And we need God's word. We need prayer. We need one another. We need his spirit. We need those things that he's given us because he knows that the struggle is real in our lives. We're never going to be perfect this side of heaven. But we are being daily perfected. So that's important. So meanwhile, the struggle continues. So Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21 is going to be our first stop here today because it gives us a sample list. It's not a complete list by any stretch of the imagination, but it is a, a sample list. You ever gone to a place where you have some samplers? They kind of tempt you with it so you can buy the rest of it. This is kind of what this is. It's a sampler list. It's, not, it's just to kind of give you an idea that these things exist, but there's plenty more where this came from. And uh, Paul calls them the acts of the flesh. I like to call them tagalongs. So the acts of the flesh, these tagalongs, it says in verse 19, are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, Debauchery, that's a fun word, isn't it? That's a funny word. How many, there, use that, how many use that word this week in a sentence? I bet you none of you. <laughs> Debauchery. You know what that means? It means immoral indulgences in sensual pleasures. That's debauchery. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, Factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and then he uses basically the word etc. and the like. So in other words, there's more to it where that came from. I just don't have enough. There's not enough ink that exists in the world to write this down. He says, I, but then he turns. He says, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we think, wow, that's pretty rough. But you know what? As I'm looking at this list, Pastor, I am not into witchcraft and I don't do the debauchery stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm good. So, but before we dismiss this list outright this morning and before we think, well, this message is not for me, it's certainly for the person sitting next to me, but I'm fine. 
Because what we, what we do is we say, well, I'm a Christian and I'm, I'm good here. This, this sort of stuff doesn't mess with me anymore. Somehow I'm beyond this, I, we think. It's not true. Let, let, let me take another crack at it, okay? And this time I want you to dwell on this, this following list. Now, do you deal with any of the following that I'm getting ready to say ever, even once? Listen to this. I'm going to dwell on each one for just a second to let it kind of sink in. Depression. I'm not looking for you to shake your head and say, hey, man, that's me, brother. Just let it sink in. Depression. Anger. Lust. Greed. Unforgiveness. Adultery. Addiction. In all its various judging, worry, gossip, ooh, sorry, I might have stepped on some toes on some of these, stealing, lying, revenge, again, I could go on, what am I missing, that you are dealing with on a regular basis? If I didn't list it, if it's not something that I read in Ephesians, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist because you're dealing with it, right? I need some volunteers. Josh, John, Lorenzo, you guys come up here for a second. I want you to grab the other end of this rope. Right over there, just go that way if you don't mind. Yeah, tug of war, do not pull on this thing. <laughs> just, just grab it. Yeah, just grab a part of it. Just hang on to the rope. Just kind of line up there so everybody can see your pretty legs and good-looking, you know, outfits and pretty smiles and stuff. Yeah, don't, 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 tug, don't, don't be pulling on this thing, Lorenzo. If anybody's going to do it, you're going to do it. Don't you do it, all right? All right. Just hold on to that rope for me. So... These things that I just listed that I read off in Ephesians and the stuff that I added to it, uh, they're like tagalongs, aren't they? So you see how this thing is kind of wrapped around me. And everywhere I go, as they're holding onto this rope, I'm in control of, you know, my journey. But these guys just kind of still hang around, don't they? They're close by, tagging along, they're hanging on, and they just kind of stay there. And I can, you don't have to back up. Okay, I'll intimidate you. You back up. You just keep following me around. Because no matter where I go in my journey, in my life, every once in a while, I might feel like uh, I'm angry at somebody. Well, that person, that anger right there is just ready to go, just ready to jump on it. Maybe there's some uh, greed that's happening in my life or some unforgiveness. Maybe I want to gossip. Maybe I'm tempted to lie or, or... or maybe there's some lust that's going on in my life. Or maybe, or, or maybe I, I'm just worrying right now. And all the while, that stuff is just there. Because sin just kind of hangs around, doesn't it? It may not be in me, but it's ready to go. It's ready to pounce on me. It's ready to just stay right there at a moment's notice, just looking for the opportune time to get on in there and make a difference. They're just tagging along all day, every day waiting for the opportune time whenever the situation comes my way 
Now, I want you to remember something here today, that no one is exempt. No one is exempt. We all battle with the flesh daily. And if we're sitting here today and we're saying, Pastor, that's not true of my life, then you're only fooling yourself and you're lying, which then puts you in the category of that you're having a problem with sin. So what does the Bible say that we must do with these tag-alongs, these things that still hold on to us no matter what and are ready to go at a moment's notice? I'm going to bring this up here so it doesn't mess with my microphone. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5, that we are to take them captive. For though we live in the world, the Bible says in verse 3, we don't wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of this world. Just like we sang this morning, I'm going to see a victory. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Say that word with me, strongholds. That's a very important word. We're going to get to that in a second. So we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we say this with me. Take captive. Say it with me. Take. Yeah. So we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. And right now, we got Romans up there. So I'm just going to say this. Say it again. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Say that with me again. Take captive. Every what? Every thought. There's the battlefield again, right? And some of you are sitting here thinking this morning. You, you, you thought before you, you thought this morning when you got up. The first thing you thought of was. What? What am I going to eat for breakfast? What am I going to wear to church? Am I going to go to church? You were making decisions this morning. There's thoughts that are going, as you're driving here today, that maybe someone cuts you off, or maybe you had an argument with your spouse, or, or, or maybe you're worried about something that's getting ready to happen tomorrow at your workplace, or maybe you woke up and the first thing you thought of was that anger and unforgiveness that you have towards that particular person, or whatever. There's a battle that goes on all the time. These tagalongs that are just right there, hanging around, waiting to pounce on us. I'm to take them captive. I watched this movie uh, the other day. I love this movie, by the way. It's 1917. You ever seen it? It's a war movie. Really great movie. It's a, it's a really straightforward plot line. These two guys uh, were assigned by their captain to go through enemy lines and get a message to the commander to not, uh, to not attack. And it's really a super storyline, but as you look at it, and it's said in 1917, World War I. And so these, these guys, they knew their enemy. There was planes and guns and, and bombs going off. It's an unbelievable uh, film. But they knew who their enemy was. But there's no bomb, there's no bullet, there's no gun that can defeat the enemy of our souls. These tagalongs, they have names. And they hang around. They're close by. And Satan has given assignments to his demonic minions, these tagalongs, to stealthily invade our mind with destructive thoughts. And if we're not careful, they become strongholds. They take residence. They, they begin to set up shop. We entertain them so much that we allow them in and they stay there. They make themselves at home. They begin to take over. They, they bark out orders and, and pull whatever strings that they want to to make you and I do what we know that we shouldn't do. 
They manipulate, they deceive, they, they strong arm you into saying and doing things that you wouldn't do under normal circumstances. And you have, you just be, you've become trapped by their vice grip. How many knows what I'm talking about this morning? But here's the, here's the good news. That doesn't have to be a permanent situation in your life. Pastor, you don't understand. I, I'm, I've been dealing with this for my whole life. I've been dealing with with anger my whole life. I've been dealing with greed my whole life. I've been dealing with lust my whole life. I've been dealing with this, this my whole life. It's been part of who I am. I don't know how to get, how to get over it. Well, keep in mind, they're always going to be tagging along. I'm never going to be able to kick this, these, these habits, these, these temptations, these tag-alongs out of my life for good. They're there with me, lurking, waiting, but there's something that I can do to make sure that they don't get the best of me because again it's not a permanent situation in your life I'm gonna say something very profound to you right now you ready very profound a stronghold isn't a stronghold when it's not a stronghold anymore so simple yet so profound a stronghold isn't a stronghold when it isn't a stronghold anymore. Do you realize that you can take those thoughts captive? The Bible says it. It's given us the instructions to do so. The Holy Spirit knows that those thoughts are going to be there, and so he says, this is what you do about it. You take them captive. It's a path to victory in Jesus as we do. It's time to demolish those lying, deceiving, perverse strongholds that are setting themselves up against what God's Word says about you and your circumstances. It's time to take those things captive. It's time to wrap them up. It's time to bind them. It's time to tie the knot tight. It's time to show them who is boss. This rope right here represents Jesus. It represents His truth. It represents His power. It represents His complete authority. And it's time... For us to take this rope in Jesus' name, you guys are going to have to get comfortable with one another. <laughs> and it's time to tie these things up. Sorry. In the name of Jesus. Sorry. I keep slapping you. Here, put your finger right there. There you go. <laughs> in the name of Jesus, put your finger right there. You do what I say, you stronghold. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Now, can you guys a little bit come towards me? Let's see how you guys do. There you go. A little bit more. A little bit more. A little bit more. Good. Good teamwork. Stay right there. Okay, you're good. <laughs> Take about two steps back that way. I'm kidding. I just wanted to see. <laughs> so now that we've tied these guys up, these strongholds, these tag-alongs up, you guys are still close by, by the way. I haven't kicked you you know, drop kicked you out of my life. You're still there, but I got you bound up in the name of Jesus. I've taken authority over you, you tag-alongs, you strongholds in my life. Because that's what the Bible says I can do, and I do it not in my own strength, but in the strength in the name of Jesus, in the authority of Jesus. Amen? So now, once I got you guys bound up and you're tied up here and your strongholds are, are contained, you're still hanging, hanging around, but, but in the name of Jesus, you're tied up. Now what do we do? The Bible says to be transformed. Formed. Write that down. Be transformed. Now we're going to go to Romans chapter 12. Verses 1 and 2. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in views of God's mercy... 
to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And here's the part. It says, don't conform to the patterns of this world. What are the patterns of this world? Gossip and lust and greed and anger and unforgiveness and depression and all those things. Those things that we just talked about. That's the pattern of this world. Don't conform to that pattern. Don't fall into that trap. Don't be fooled by those, those things that try to come on you. But instead, be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. How? How do you get your mind renewed? You're going to get into God's Word. That's what you're going to do. You're going to find out what God's Word says about the situation. You're going to get on your knees and pray. You're going to cultivate that relationship with the Lord. You're going to let Him be your strength. And then it says when you do that, you're going to be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. I, I, I'm not going to walk in the dark anymore. I'm not going to walk in my own strength anymore. I'm going to take that rope in Jesus' name. I'm going to take that Jesus rope, and I'm going to bind my tagalongs up. You're still going to hang out close by, because you always can just kind of try to slip out or kind of throw something my way. But I'm going to be transformed by taking God's Word, and I'm going to let my mind be renewed every day. There's a daily renewing of my mind that needs to take place. It's daily. Sometimes it's every hour. Sometimes it's every minute of the day, isn't it? You know what I'm talking about? It's a constant renewing of my mind, and it takes place as we take those thoughts captive that are trying to conform us to the world and instead fill our minds with transforming truth and the power of God's Word in our lives. I can't do it for you. Your mama can't do it for you. Your spouse can't do it for you. No one can do it for you. You got to do it for yourself. You got to get into God's Word yourself and let it be something that you're transformed every day. Now, it's one thing to, to bind up the strongholds and cast them out, but unless we fill those voids up with God's Word, they're just going to come back worse than before. There's a renewing that takes place when we get into God's Word, and it's not a one-and-out deal. Hey, I transformed my mind when I got saved. Ten years ago, I got transformed. Five years ago, I got transformed. Uh, yesterday, I got transformed. You need it today again. It's not a one-and-out thing, folks. It's every day. We're being renewed daily, and we must be renewed daily. So instead of those things like depression and anger and lust and greed and unforgiveness and adultery and addiction and judging and worry and gossip and lying and stealing and revenge and the like, that become strongholds and ways of being that we think have no expiration date uh, and there's really no way of escape, let's instead, let's instead of, instead of entertaining those thoughts, let's think now on the whatsoevers. So we got the tagalongs. Now, let's look at the whatsoevers. I need to have some more volunteers. I need three more people. I need three ladies. Let's do this. Shekinah. Would you come up here, Shekinah? Um, would you come up too, Alexa? Yeah. Just come right, stand right up here. And uh, Sean, would you come up here? Sean Morris? There you go. Just stand right here. I'm not going to put a rope around you or... <laughs> Anything like that. Yeah. You guys are going to represent the whatsoevers. The whatsoevers and a half. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got the tagalongs over here who we bound up in the name of Jesus. I hope you wore some comfortable shoes because you guys will be standing up here for a while, right? But we also have the, uh, the whatsoevers. The whatsoevers. And that's found in, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatsoever is true. 
whatsoever is noble, whatsoever is right, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, what? Think about such things. Again, there's the battle again, isn't it? The battle that's raging in the world today is nothing compared to the battle that's going on between your ears right now. And I can either have the tag-alongs control me and stronghold me and manipulate me and tell me that I need to fall into that and you've always been that way and you're never going to be that. You're never going to change. You're never going to change. You're always going to be that way. Shut up. The devil is a liar. You are not going to tell me that because I'm a new creation in Christ and I'm going to let God's word be my light. I'm going to let God's word be my template. I'm going to let God's word be my, be my fortress and my authority and my guide to help me. And I'm going to think on the whatsoever's. I'm going to let my mind preoccupied not with the tagalongs, but with the whatsoever's, the things that are good and pure and holy and admirable and righteous and pure and true that are found in God's Word. And let me tell you, all of those things are found in God. God is true. He's trustworthy. He, you can trust His heart. You can trust His peace. God is true. Whatsoever things are true, God is true. Whatsoever things are noble, oh, let's think about God's majesty. I'm going to think about, you know, I'm not going to think about the rulers of the world today because they are failing. But I'm going to think about God's nobility and His majesty. I'm going to think about His leadership and His authority in my life. Whatsoever things are right, God is correct. God is, is full of justice. He is justice. Whatsoever things are right, God is right. Whatsoever things are pure, God is spotless. God is untainted by sin. Whatsoever things are pure, I'm going to de devote my thinking upon the goodness and the purity of God. Whatsoever things are lovely, God is beautiful. God is, is harmonious. God is gracious. Whatsoever things are, are, are lovely, God is a lovely, lovely Savior. Amen? Whatsoever things are admirable, God is worth our highest esteem and praise. He's admirable today. Oh, who's worthy of admiration? God is worthy of admiration. I'm going to think on those things. Whatsoever things are excellent, God is eminently good in His goodness. He's just excellent in every way. Who is excellent? God is excellent. Whatsoever things are praiseworthy, God's worth our highest praise. Those are the whatsoever's that I'm going to think about. I can choose to, tag, to have the tagalongs rule my life, but that's doing nothing but binding me and destroying me and leading me down a path of destruction. Instead, if I think on the whatsoever's in my life that God has provided for me to think about, then it's going to lead me on a path to life. Jesus told his disciples in John 16, verses 12 and 13, I have a lot more to say to you, but... In fact, more than you can bear, he says. But when he, the spirit of truth, the spirit of what? Truth. truth. The spirit of what? Truth. Say it again. The spirit of what? Truth. When the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, when he comes, the spirit of truth, he will guide you into all what? Truth. So among the Holy Spirit's many titles, the job description is that he is the spirit of truth. Brother Johnny, would you come up here? Yeah. Like, how many more volunteers are you going to need, Pastor Brian? <laughs> Isn't it time to... Johnny, come up here, brother. Stand right here for me. I'm so thankful that Jesus has given us his Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus has given us his Holy Spirit. Brother Johnny, 
would you represent the Holy Spirit for me? I can't think of a better person. Yeah. You're trying to wonder, wonder what role you're going to play. You're, the, you're playing the role of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to help me. If you start seeing me go this way, I want you to guide me, okay? I want you to guide me that way. Because that's, that's death. That's destruction. So I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit has given it. Yet, see? That don't, that don't matter. Because that's, that's, that's a Jesus rope anyway. Yeah. Jesus has given us the Holy Spirit to steer us away from... To steer us away... But, but I'm, I'm, I'm really angry right now, Holy Spirit. I'm really, I, I, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling some greed. I'm feeling some unforgiveness. I, I'm, I'm, but, but I do need to think about the goodness of God. I need to think about his, his worth to be praised. I, I do need that victory in my life. I, I need to be delivered from this. But, but still, I'm so tempted to just because there's a lust in my life, I need to, I'm greedy. I've got to do, and it's, it's the calling. I, I'm justified in it because I was done wrong. But, but God, you're so gracious and you're so kind. And the, the whatsoever is that I need to think about. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because I can't do this in my own strength. If I didn't have the Holy Spirit with me, I would fall into the arms of these things and I would get consumed. But the Holy Spirit is constantly drawing me to the goodness of God, to the admiration of God, to the love of God, to the whatsoever's. Thank God for His Holy Spirit. Thank God for His Holy Spirit. I depend on the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit's desire to help us daily overcome struggles and temptations and help us to choose instead to be transformed into the image of Christ in our thoughts, in our words, and in our actions. A few moments ago we read in Galatians about those acts of the flesh that are always tagging along around us waiting to pounce. I'm going to tie that rope around your neck. <laughs> you never seen anything like it. But then Paul moves on and gives us the flip side of this list. He gives us this list of things that begin to bubble up more often as we yield to the Holy Spirit. So as I go less this way, and I go more this way, and I start preoccupying my mind with the whatsoever's, and the Holy Spirit is helping me in that way. I can't do this on my own strength, but the Holy Spirit can. What He does is He starts giving us some things that are mm, fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of Christ. And it says in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 25, this. The fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit that's guiding me. The fruit of the Spirit that I yield to. The fruit of the Spirit that keeps me away from this stuff. And more into the whatsoever's. Less of the tagalongs and, and more of the whatsoever's. Begins to manifest, begins to bubble up inside of me. It's love. That's a fruit. Joy. There's peace. There's, there's long-suffering. There's, there's kindness. There's, there's goodness. There's faithfulness. There's gentleness. There's self-control. Against such there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So the Spirit's leading me. Now, Johnny, you could hold on to me and I could say, no, 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 I, I, no I'm going to fight against it. And, I, and, and, and the Holy Spirit is not going to force it. You can let go just for a second because sometimes, no, 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 the Holy Spirit, I, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can make a choice, I can make a choice. Let go of me. 
yeah, yeah. Because I can make a choice to say, you know what? I, I am angry. Yeah, look at that noose. Look what you've done. That's exactly what it's going to do. And see, the Holy Spirit's there. He's, he's encouraging me. You need to come away from that, he's saying. He's trying to draw me away. But I can... I, God's given me a choice, hasn't he? He's, he's not going to make me do anything. But he's going to encourage me. If I yield to him, he's going to draw me away. But I can, I can shed that off. He's loving me. He's encouraging me. But I can still say, I want to do this. They're fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun now, but you pay it later. It's like a credit card. I saw this on the thing. It's fun now, but you've got to pay it later. Yeah. Just for a little bit. The Holy Spirit draws us in and says, there's some fruit that needs to happen. There's some love that you need to develop instead of hate. There's some joy that you need to cultivate in your life instead of sorrow. There, there's some peace that you need to cultivate instead of that anxiety that's in your life. There's some long-suffering that you, did, you need to cultivate instead of being impatient all the time. There's some kindness that you need to cultivate instead of that ugliness. There's some, there's some goodness that you need to cultivate instead of that meanness. There's some faithfulness that you need to cultivate instead of disloyalty. There's some gentleness that you need to cultivate instead of harshness. There's some self-control that you need to cultivate instead of being out of control. And all of that is when the Holy Spirit, as I yield to Him, because I'm going to walk in step with you. I'm going to try to walk in step with you. I want to walk in step with you, Holy Spirit. But I've got to daily make that decision. And sometimes every hour, I got to, every minute, I've got to make that decision. And say, I've I got, I got to walk in step with you. If I walk this way, I'm going to mess up. And it's proven time and time again. How many knows what I'm talking about? This is good for a season. The Bible says sin is good for a season, right? It's enjoyable for a season. We feel good doing it, saying it, whatever. But there's a price to pay. And the Holy Spirit knows it. And he's over here grieving. He's over here longing, drawing us in, saying, don't do that. Don't, don't go there. Thank God for the Holy Spirit that, that draws us back and says, I need peace. I need, I need kindness. I, I, need, I need these things. I need this fruit. I need to see. I want the tree of my life to manifest the fruit of Christ. As we keep step with the Holy Spirit, we're going to live more consistently in the Holy Spirit. I know that's our desire. I really get it. I get it. As you're sitting here this morning, you're watching this whole thing play out, you're saying, Pastor, I want to be like that. I don't want that. I get it. And, and it feels good now. We can all make that determination now. But then, life happens, doesn't it? It's so frustrating. We see this gold standard of the way that we should and really want to live, but then we get slighted. Then we face a temptation. Then we're reminded of our failures. Then we get discontent. Then we want to share some juicy gossip. Then we, see, we think that we should overcome some of this stuff by now, but we, we, we still struggle, don't we? It's still there. It's still lurking, hanging out, just waiting to pounce. Here's another part about it. We think that we need to be good enough for God to love us, for God to accept us, for God to use us. It's like we create some sort of threshold or bar in our minds that once we get there, then, then the bells go off, the balloons drop, the confetti you know, begins to fly, the crowds begin to cheer, and all of a sudden God shows up. There's this love and acceptance that He begins to pour out because you finally made that particular bar that I've, that I've created for you to do. If you meet, reach that certain point there, then all the blessings are going to take place, and then you can serve Him and, and the kingdom's going to open up before you. But that's not how it works. It's not how it works. Jesus loved us even in our sin. 
He loves us even before we accepted his free gift of salvation. Isn't that good to know? I'm going to say another profound thing for you right now, and this really is profound. Jesus has never loved us any less, and he can never love us any more than he always has and always does right now. He knows our weaknesses, he knows our shortcomings, and he loves us not only in spite of them, but really, get this, it's because of them. This compassion that he has for us, it's poured out on us as he sees the need for us to have a savior, to be rescued from the tagalongs and to gravitate toward the whatsoevers. Jesus understands our frailties, understands our weaknesses, understands our propensities to sin, and he pours out his mercies new every day. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. And he gives us his Holy Spirit to walk with us, talk with us, tell us that we belong to Jesus. There's a better way. It's a better path. He will fight for us. He will teach us. He will help us in our daily struggles. That's not to say that we should remain in gossip. That's not an excuse to say, well, if that's the case, if they're always going to be there, I might as well just live that way. I might as well just gossip and be greedy and lustful and unforgiving and whatever else the case may be. This is not an excuse to act out on these thoughts that are opposed to the things of Christ. They're never that. But it is an opportunity to take some of the pressure off of us as we try to be perfected in Christ. None of you, none of us ever will be perfect. Only Jesus is perfect. And only he can perfect us in the middle of our struggles, in the face of temptations, in the battle that rages in our minds, that manifests itself in our words and actions. You are going to mess up. Whew. Okay, take the perfection off of the table there. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be perfect. Lighten up, guys. Lighten up. Lighten up, congregation. It's okay. Repent. Get up. Try it again. And ask the Lord to help you to do better next time. The Holy Spirit is there to show you that better way. Those tag-alongs are being held captive that are opposed to Christ. We bind them up and we've transformed. We replace them with the whatsoevers. And then we rehearse them. We entertain them. I want to entertain the whatsoevers in my life. How about you? I, I want to entertain the whatsoevers in my life. How about you? I want to entertain the whatsoevers in my life. How about you? I don't want to entertain the, the tag-alongs anymore. How about you? Uh, that, that's not helpful. I, I, I want to entertain the whatsoever's in my life. How about you? I, I want you to get into that scripture that says, I'm going to go to the Philippians. I'm going to go to that chapter, verse, chapter 4 and verse 8, and I'm going to find out what those whatsoever's are, and I'm going to put them in front of me, and I'm going to rehearse those things every day, the whatsoever's. That's what's going to help me. Holy Spirit, I need you to help me to focus on the whatsoever's instead of the tag-alongs in my life. I'm not going to do that anymore. Now, I might mess up every once in a while, but I'm going to be more into the whatsoever's than I am the tag-alongs in my life. And less of this and more of this. Amen? Amen? Let our goal today be that the fruit of the Holy Spirit manifests more often this week than the acts of the flesh that are always tagging along and ready to pounce. So we can either yield to the tag-alongs 
or we can rehearse the whatsoever's. It's, it's simply your choice. Would you give all of these folks a hand for their help? I don't know if I want to do this, but okay, there you go. All right. Kind of getting used to you guys being here. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, take that with you, Joe. <laughs> Would you stand with me this morning? Holy Spirit, we, we need you. We, we, we see the gift that, you've, that you are in our lives, the, the requirement, really, that, that you give us the strength, you give us the discernment, you give us the direction, you give us the instruction, you give us what we need. We, we, we just can't do this on our own. Left to our own devices, Holy Spirit, we will yield to the tagalongs. And we'll be convinced that that's how we will always be because that's how we've always been. We excuse things away because we say, Lord, we don't know how to get out of this. That's just the way that we're wired. That's just the way that we lean. That's the way we've been brought up. That's, that's, the, that's the, the life that we've, that's the groove that we've locked into. So, Father, we come against that lie from Satan in Jesus' name that would help us to say, that, that, would, that would convince us that that's a stronghold in our life that can never be broken. And in the name of Jesus, we, we bind those things up. We, we, we bind those tag-alongs up in the name of Jesus with the, with the rope of Christ, the authority of Christ. We, we, we bind them. We, we wrap them up like a mummy from top to bottom, not just a little old rope, but with the strong rope of the authority of Jesus Christ that keeps them at bay, that keeps them under your authority and control. Now, Father, help us to not give in, but daily, Lord, in this battle of our minds, that we would say, wait a minute, we've been delivered, we're, we're free. I, I, that's, not, that doesn't, that's not me anymore. I, I, no matter how old I am, no matter how long I've been doing this, I don't have to be that today and going forward. So I just, I, I just, I break the strongholds right now in the lives of people that are struggling with whatever it is. The list that we gave here today, Jesus, is not complete list. And each of us are going through something and we deal with it all the time. But Lord, I thank you that that's not something that we have to let control us anymore we bind them right now in the name of Jesus this battle that's going on in our minds is going to be won by you I, I'm going to see a victory because the battle belongs to you let us have a victory in our minds not just once not just twice but every day every minute of every day be victorious Holy Spirit we invite you to direct us we want to stay in step with you and where you step are the things that are the whatsoever's the good things the pure things the admirable things the the righteous things lord help us to think on those things the noble things the true things the lovely things the excellent and praiseworthy things those all are in you lord jesus 
Help us to think on you. Help us to let our mind be set on you. Holy Spirit, we invite you to direct our steps away from the tagalongs and towards the whatsoevers and help us to embrace those, help us to entertain those, help us to rehearse those things that are all found in you. It's a daily struggle and we cannot do this on our own. We're going to fail miserably in our own strength. But Holy Spirit, we invite you right now to do it for us, to direct us and wrap your loving arms, your guiding arms around us and direct us in the paths of righteousness for the sake, for the namesake of Jesus Christ, for your glory and for your purposes.